What up? We are back once again today. It is time to get the ball rolling. Okay, we are back again. Super excited to be here in the studio with you guys today. Talking about all things FCS and college football related. All right, so week 12 has came. And week 11 has came. Week 10, week 9, we are now with just two games remaining. We are going to be entering into the discussion of the college football playoff. Uh, the selection committee has a task of electing 24 uh, schools to represent the FCS in the college football playoff, the FCS college football. And we are nearing the end where we're going to look back and we're going to look at the preseason predictions, see where we were right and see where we are wrong. Uh, super excited. The next two or three weeks are just going to be pandemonium. Uh, we'll be in attendance as much as we possibly can, of course, uh, just due to travel restrictions and the weather. Uh, luckily here in Utah, we've been uh, really blessed uh, with some sunshine. It's uh, about 75 five-ish today. So uh, we're getting a lot of sunshine down here in uh, southern Utah and in northern Utah. It's around 50. So uh, hopefully it stays that way so I'm able to travel to uh, see Weber State uh, in the playoffs, which will be coming around the corner very soon. Alrighty, so a little bit from this last week of football. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the major storylines, obviously. We'll talk a little bit about the bubble teams, what bubble teams are going to be getting in. Uh, I'm doing a lot of research into these bubble teams, right? And I don't know if I could uh, do it on air because it's really geeky numbers that I'm getting into. Uh, but I will – I'm going to break it down. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, win percentage, uh, your you know combined opponent's win percentage and your combined opponent's losing percentage, uh, what their record – you know, you lost to them. What is their record? Uh, if they have a really high record, obviously you've been uh, you know, scheduling some tough opponents. If they have a low record, then probably need to recheck that, uh, i.e. a lot of other people, right? Uh, I, for those who follow both the FCS and the FBS on this podcast, you know, we have discussed, we have uh, mentioned the idea, you guys have thought about the idea that we, re we really re need to redo how we schedule college football games in order to get the best, most quality college football games week in, week out, right? Uh, after we go over the bubble teams, we'll release our top 15 for this week, and uh, we'll go over the, lever, the leaders so far, uh, who we think are going to be winning uh, each individual conference at this point. Obviously, I'll just take it offline. Who are the leaders right now? Because we have 10 automatic bids uh, into the college football playoff, and then we have 14 at-large bids with first three in, first or last three in, first three out. Uh, a little bit later, and then we'll be going over the games of the week. So, big big storylines. Illinois State, State beats South Dakota State by a score of 27-18. to 18. Jabor Gibbs did not play in the game. I do not know what his status will be like going forward. I really hope he gets back. Uh... Gets back to it. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, you don't want to see this. You know, a lot of people are saying that South Dakota, this could have been their year. Uh... We'll see, right? Uh, we'll see how they, they end up, uh, South Dakota and both Illinois State, in the college football playoff. Uh, Sacramento State outlasts NAU, needs a big comeback in order to beat them. Uh, it's not an uh, easy place to play in Flagstaff, sitting about 7,500 feet, uh, with their quarterback out, who did not play as well. So, uh, But they outlast uh, the Lumberjacks in order to get a win, and uh, they stay within our top 15. Uh, Austin P beats UT Martin. 
I was not able to watch this game. Uh, I was a little disappointed, but I was in attendance at another game. But uh, kind of sad. I, I've been talking about UT Martin a lot. I think that this team has a great potential uh, going forward and building on it. Uh, you know, congratulations to the governors. It looks like they're going to be leading the OVC uh, as long as they don't drop any more games. It uh, looks like they'll win because they have the tiebreaker over SEMO. Uh, Southeast Louisiana beats down uh, on the road at the University of Central Arkansas. Saw 34 to nothing, and that brings a really alarming concern. I know that uh, UCA has had some injuries, and I had kind of given them a pass, but they won last week. So I was like, you know what? They won. Let's give them some credit. Southeast Louisiana came out and straight up balled. They do have a couple of uh, you know blemishes on their resume, but overall they've been some really impressive teams. And uh, and uh, holding UCA to absolutely zero points uh, is definitely going to bode well for them. Uh, JMU beats uh, New Hampshire. I kind of thought that uh, this was one of the games of the week. I kind of thought that uh, James Madison could be on upset alert uh, with the committee thinking so high of New Hampshire, and I really did like New Hampshire. I kind of got beat down a little bit. They're on the outside uh, looking in now, hoping they get a little bit of help from the rest of the league. Albany goes on to beat Delaware. Uh, that pushes them to six and three, six and two versus FCS teams. It looks like the the Great Danes could make it into the playoff, which would be awesome. We had them uh, on their team uh, on the show. Jeff Undercuffler is balling out. Congratulations. And then obviously the question has to ask, who are our bubble teams? And that is a great segue into our next segment where we go over uh, each individual conference, who we think are going to be going there. So uh, we know that uh, in the CAA, we have a few bubble teams. Albany, Villanova, Towson, uh, New Hampshire, and Maine. Now, uh, I, I eliminated Richmond. I think that uh, they would need a really a lot uh, to get in. I don't know if they have that really big quality win. I know that they, I believe that they've got uh, Villanova coming just off the top of my head, but uh, I kind of eliminated them from consideration. So we'll see uh, going forward. But uh, Maine, if they went out, they'd be on like a five game winning streak. It would look really impressive uh, despite a couple of uh, tough losses. They really are five and three. They did play Liberty and Georgia Southern which are FBS teams. So uh, the committee will be looking at it. Uh, Towson has turned it up the last little bit. They're able to, you know, obviously, kind of like Maine, uh, have a really difficult first part of the schedule. And then the second part of the schedule uh, is a little bit uh, easier. And I think that, you know, if they went out, they'll definitely be considered. Uh, New Hampshire is now five and four. Uh, that is five and three versus FCS uh, teams. I don't know exactly what they're going to have to do besides they need to continue to win and just hope for the best. Uh, they do have Rhode Island. Oh, excuse me. They have Albany and Maine on the schedule. So if they can knock off Albany, right, and they're at Albany, uh, you're looking pretty good. And then if you take down Maine, Obviously, Maine would then be eliminated from the bubble team, and uh, you would be kind of you know up in the air uh, with New Hampshire, but they'd have put together a pretty good resume with those wins. Uh, Villanova, also Albany as well. I think that Villanova and Albany are really in prime position to get, get in. Uh, obviously, James Madison, uh, well, they're, they're the leader right now. I think that they'll be uh, kind of leading that. So... Out of the big sky, we have Sacramento State, Montana, Montana State, uh, with the potential uh, really big bubble, UC Davis. Uh, somebody told me Eastern Washington. I want to respond to that uh, with them not scheduling 
with that Division Two scheduling, I don't. I mean, you got one Division Two. You got uh, Washington and Jacksonville State. I don't think. I don't think you haven't had that quality win. Uh, I just don't see them putting them in. Now you could say, well, they did beat North Dakota. It was uh, that weird week where it snowed a lot. Yeah, they got them. It was in Cheney. Kind of a weird situation. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give that to them. They had a lot of things going for them there. Uh, but I think that UC Davis, Montana State, Montana, and Sacramento State all could potentially get in. UC Davis is going to need a lot of help. Uh, again, they have they have an opportunity. They're at uh, home against Montana State at Sacramento State. So if they beat Montana State and they beat Sacramento State, obviously I think they get the nod for getting in for playing those teams tough. Uh, Montana State then would probably be looking at, uh, you know, you're starting to think, okay, they're a bigger bubble team than what we thought. We'll see what happens this weekend. If they lose either one of those games, then uh, I don't think we're going to be putting them into our college football playoff. Uh, the Big South, I think if Monmouth wins, I think it will just be one. I think Kennesaw State, uh, with their scheduling, I mean, it's bottom, bottom of the league uh, opponent win percentage, and uh, the I just don't think it really looks that good. Uh, I know that the Big South isn't, you know, the most competitive, but Monmouth, you need to beat Monmouth, you need to beat Campbell. Well, they took care of Campbell, they lost to Monmouth. Now it's kind of in the, the committee's hands to see. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, one of the, either the last three in, the last one in, or one of the first out just because of the scheduling. You know, Kennesaw, I don't know uh, really too much about your program. I know that it, I wish I could have uh, had them on the show, obviously time constraints and stuff like that, but I really wish I could have seen them and uh, them schedule somebody, you know, a big dog, you know, schedule Montana like Monmouth did or, or, you know, schedule another person. I mean, they scheduled Kent state and they almost beat them, but almost against an FBS, there's a lot of almost wins. So uh, that's why I say in the big South, probably just one uh, out of the Missouri Valley. We have you and I, Illinois state, South Dakota state, and potentially SIU, uh, I think the committee will be given the nod to SIU just because of the you know what's around them. Uh, they're going to be their resume put up against other people will be very interesting, and uh, we'll see where they end up ranking them. I haven't really gone through the Missouri Valley. I'm actually on that right now. I just took a break to do this podcast, so we'll be looking over the numbers. Uh, they've obviously had a couple of uh, of interesting wins. Uh, I think the other three obviously get in with North Dakota State as well. So uh, we'll be calling that out of the NEC. You got uh, Central Connecticut State or Robert Morris. Robert Morris knocked off Duquesne, and uh, in my opinion, I think Central Connecticut State will win uh, if they beat Robert Morris. I think you know that you that uh, they pretty much seal up the NEC, and then you have uh, Duchesne, or Duquesne, however you want to say it. They'd have to beat them the last game of the season, but I think at that point it doesn't really matter. Uh, their only losses came to an FBS. Now, they haven't played the toughest of schedules, and uh, last week against Wagner uh, kind of took them right down to the wire, so it doesn't look super great, but uh, you know, 9-1, and one, I'm not going to debate that, putting them in. Out of the OVC, I think... They're going to get two in. Um, I I think UT Martin. I think they are. You know, they their only losses. Obviously, they have a loss against uh, Florida, so we're going to throw that one out. Their losses are to Austin P. It's to 
SIU and it's to SEMO. And those three probably will be ahead of them. The only problem with that, and I, and I love UT Martin, and I really hope that they get in. You know, if they give the nod to, to Austin P and SEMO and SIU, you're like, okay, we only lost to those teams above us. We don't have a blemish outside of that. You know, if they take care of business this uh, next weekend, I believe they play Tennessee State and then uh, they play Kentucky. If they beat Kentucky, I mean, like, put them in. We don't care. But uh, there is a potential for three. Uh, the magic number I think we're trying to get to is seven. They're going to be at seven, and they're going to be a hotly debated team going into it. Um, with Austin P winning, they only have one loss. Now, it was kind of an ugly loss against Tennessee State, uh, but SEMO's only loss was to Austin P, so kind of an interesting uh, dynamic there. The Patriot, I don't know. Who knows? Holy Cross just lost to Lafayette. Uh, if Lafayette... Uh, wins out they don't even have a winning record so there could be a potential of a patriot league champion with not a winning record uh kind of confusing there and then out of the pioneer san diego's locked it up i don't think anyone's uh close uh in that conference out of the socon uh there is a potential for three we got Furman wofford or the citadel now Furman and wofford play uh this week and uh, wofford then plays the citadel after if i'm not mistaken i could have that mixed but i'm pretty sure that's how it is and then Furman takes on somebody else uh i don't know who the citadel have this week but uh really kind of interested to see what is going to be happening uh going forward with these i don't know if Furman beats wofford and uh wofford beats the citadel obviously citadel is uh, eliminated but i don't know if wofford has a good enough uh how do you say it? I don't know if they have a good enough uh, resume to be able to get in. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, they do have a couple of ugly losses. It would be a loss against Furman. They didn't win their conference. You could really make an argument uh, that UT Martin, uh, a team like uh, North Dakota, a team like uh, potentially you know Nichols or, or Southeast Louisiana get over them because, quite frankly, they didn't win in the big games, and they have a couple of really ugly losses. So, uh, But if they beat Furman, uh, obviously I think Furman will get in regardless of a loss. Uh, they obviously need to win one of the next two, but uh, they're looking really good uh, with their only loss kind of. Uh, well, it was a blemish, but not terrible. Uh, and then out of the Southland, who knows as well? We got uh, Sam Houston, we have Central Arkansas, we have Southeast Louisiana, and we have Nichols State. And uh, so Southeast Louisiana and Nichols State will play each other. Uh, I think whoever wins that game eliminates the other. Uh, if you know, if uh, Southeast Louisiana beats Nichols, kind of eliminates Nichols State out of it. Central Arkansas, I think, will get in just uh, due to their pedigree. Uh, and then you have Southeast Louisiana, like I said, Sam Houston State. And then you're you're making an argument for UND because UND. Uh, beat Sam Houston, uh, UND beat Montana State, who would have been in, and potentially would have beat uh, UC Davis, who also could get in. So uh, you're sitting there. So there's about 30 teams. I think we've kind of narrowed it from about 120 teams right down to, uh, I don't know the exact number, but no, we've narrowed it down to, to these uh, 30 teams. Who's going to get in? Obviously, we have our, our leaders and stuff like that. We talked a little bit about them going forward. All right. So right now we're going to take a step aside. Uh, after the break, we'll be bringing you back to watch, uh, to listen to the top 15, uh, the leaders and the game of the week. So stay tuned after the break. And we are back after that wonderful ad break brought to you by Anchor. All righty. So here 
our, our top 15. Now, this is a very fun segment. Uh, gets a lot of interesting laughs, a lot of interesting comments uh, across our social media platforms. Make sure to write us in and tell us if I am crazy or if I am right, because obviously I think I'm right. So I like it when people call, call in and uh, want to tell me that I'm wrong. I kind of dig that. So uh, we'll see. Here we go. Uh, our top 15. Obviously, number one, North Dakota State. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. They're number one. Number two, James Madison. Uh, number three, Weber State. I want to keep them there uh, just because, uh, for a couple of reasons, just because they played really well. Number one, yeah, they were able to find a way to win. Every top team is challenged uh, eventually, and they just had to find their way to win. They did it. They deserve to be number three. Coming in at number four is the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, their losses are to uh, Iowa State, which you can't control that game, right? Uh, that was a double overtime. They almost won. Ridiculous, you know, game. Number two loss was to Weber State, whom is right in front of them. And their other loss was to North Dakota State, who is just in front of them. They deserve to be there. They have beat Illinois State. Uh, they'll be taking on South Dakota State this weekend. Obviously, we're going to be watching that. Uh, that's up in Brookings. Uh, it's on ESPN3, so if you guys have that, make sure to watch it. It's going to be a phenomenal game. And uh, you know what? I think they're the fourth best team in the nation, uh, despite the losses. There are only two losses to FCS teams are above them, and they almost have an FBS uh, one. Uh, number five, kind of uh, interesting that I put them here, but I believe they deserve it, uh, despite uh, really a big weekend, and I could be dead wrong on this, because uh, a lot of people have pushed back saying that I need to uh, rank Wofford, uh, but... We'll see what happens. Is the Furman Paladins? Uh, they play Wofford uh, this weekend again. Uh, I have them at number five. Their only loss—I mean, they have an ugly loss against the Citadel—and uh, then their other losses are against FBS teams. So they only have really one loss. I put them there for a reason. Uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. If they do win this weekend, I and and they obviously you know beat Point U. Uh, who I believe is a Division II school. Uh, if they win there, uh, we might have to drop them just uh, because you know Sacramento State has a little bit harder of a schedule. Montana as well, South Dakota State, Sacramento, Illinois State. Those teams below them, but you know what? They deserve to be in the top ten. But right now, they're our number five team in the nation. Coming in at number six is the Sacramento State Hornets. Uh, I have them here. Their only loss against uh, uh, an F. CS team is against Weber State. Now, it was at home, so it was kind of ugly. They did lose to Arizona State barely and barely lost to Fresno State. So uh, they have an opportunity to, I mean, they're going to, I think they're going to beat Idaho despite, you know, being on the road. They had to play at Idaho, home against UC Davis. If they clean up the season, they're definitely going to be a top 10 team uh, come playoff time. We have them at number six. Coming in. At number seven is the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, their only losses are to Sacramento State and to Oregon. So they have one you know, loss. They're below the team that they lost to. Uh, they do play Weber State this weekend, and they're on the road against Montana State, and I think it's going to be absolutely insane. I cannot wait to watch, uh, obviously, this game, which is Weber State versus, or Weber State at Montana, and then they play, you know, Brawl of the Wild, Montana at Montana State, and uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be so much fun. Uh, Montana has a really hard schedule going forward, and uh, they're coming in at number seven, but let's say they beat Weber State. That's going to shake up some big things. Uh, if they lose to Montana State, we'll shake up some big things. I mean, uh, but I see them as a top 10 team as well. Coming in at number eight is Illinois State. Um, 
with their win this last weekend, I, I'm just going to propel them forward. There, there are a lot. There's a reason why I have them here. You know, a lot of them. It's like, well, you know, they lost to Northern Iowa, they lost to North Dakota State, so they're going to be below those teams. But I don't think they're better than Montana or Sacramento State or Foreman, for example. So they're coming in at number eight. Coming in at number nine. Now I want to see uh, kind of the reaction here, but I really do believe it is the Monmouth. Uh, Mountain Hawks, I believe is their name, or the Hawks. Anyway, I want to see what you guys think about it. I think they are the ninth best team. Their only loss right now is to is to Montana, who is just above them. And it was a close loss. It wasn't like they got blown out or anything. It was a good game. And uh, I know it's a little bit... I, I had South Dakota State here at number nine, but I just, with their recent loss with Jabor Gibbs out, I don't know if I can put this team uh, in a position over Monmouth. Monmouth is looking great. They, if they take care of Campbell this weekend, I mean, they have one more game after that. This team is going to be a top 10 team. I was surprised that the playoff committee didn't put, I was surprised that New Hampshire got the nod over them. I mean, congratulations to New Hampshire, but I was way surprised. They said, I have Monmouth in my top 10. Uh, a lot of them are, are really similar, right? But We'll see what happens going forward. I have a number nine, uh, and then coming in at number 10, South Dakota State. Once when we figure out the quarterback situation, I think that's a big blow. Uh, hopefully he's back for the for the playoffs. If they get a first round bye, that would obviously be a big help. Uh, they have an opportunity. Uh, I believe they play you and I this week, uh, this weekend. So, you know, Congratulations, you have an opportunity to uh, make some noise there at home. Uh, coming in at number 11, we're going to have Villanova. Uh, the Wildcats, I think they're still a really good team, despite the loss of Justin Covington. Uh, I feel really confident leaving them in right there. Coming in at number 12, I do have uh, Southeast Missouri. Now, Southeast Missouri, I've bounced my head around this a hundred different times because I'm kind of confused on it, but I'm going to leave them here for a reason. Uh, their losses are to uh, Montana State, so I know they're ahead of Montana State, but Montana State has you know lost to North Dakota more recently, so I have them ahead of them. Uh, they lost to Missouri, so take that out of consideration. And their other oh, losses to Austin P. Right. But they've been able to to win everything else. They don't really have. They did beat SIU, which is an impressive win. But I, I just don't know. I have them here. I think they're good. They're on a nice little tear here. I mean, they beat. They the last time they lost was in it was October twelfth. They can finish off the season with Eastern Illinois, and, uh, Murray State. They can win out, and they're going to get to nine wins. But I don't know if I'm ready to put Austin P over there because they're ugly losses against uh, Tennessee State. Now I know it was by two points, but that is an ugly, ugly loss. I mean, Tennessee State only has won two games this year. That's an ugly loss. I don't like it. Uh, they've, you know, the 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 Semo uh, Austin P game was a close game, so you know you don't really want to fault them there. And they lost to ETSU, who ETSU really isn't relevant in the uh, SoCon, so that's why I have them there. They have a couple of bad losses with you know wins against the right team, so I have them in at number twelve. But I've debated it because I was going to put Montana State there. But we'll see what happens with Montana State going forward because I think Montana State, they're a very scary team as well coming in at number 13. Montana State uh, is taking on UC Davis and Montana. They have a really hard schedule going forward. Uh, interesting to see what will happen. Uh, if they do beat UC Davis, like I said, I think UC Davis's uh, playoff hopes are 
kind of uh, over uh, with that loss. And then as well as, uh, you know, if they beat Montana, really two interesting games going forward. We'll see what happens this weekend because they could get snuck up on by uh, UC Davis just overlooking uh, to that Montana game. We will see. And then finally, number 14, I'm going to leave them here, North Dakota. North Dakota, their losses, yeah, they have, you know, an ugly loss against Idaho State, but they played so well against Weaver State. They've beat three ranked teams. I got to give it to them. I, I really like this team. Uh, a lot of other uh, individuals have uh, have these guys up there in their top 15. I think they're going to get the nod. I think they're going to be towards the you know, last three in, but I think they'll be getting the nod. They are a good, legit football team. Very, very impressive. Uh, coming in at number 15, I do have Central Connecticut State. They've only lost one game. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about these guys. I know they don't have a lot of love in the polls, and I understand that you play in the NEC, but come on, man. Nine and one with had they beat Eastern Michigan on a blocked punt return for a touchdown. You know, that those things don't really happen. They were going to win. I actually wrote it down. I said Central Connecticut State won, and then I flipped my phone open. And then, like, it was seriously, like, the last, like, 30 seconds, you know, Emu ends up uh, sneaking out on top. So uh, I've been impressed with this team. We'll leave them at 15, see how it feels. I think they're still legit. Uh, the team's also considered, obviously, Searc falling out. Uh, Towson kind of make, like I said, kind of making a run here. Uh, Wofford. I just don't know about them, and so we'll see how they play against uh, Furman. If Furman kind of disposes of them, uh, they'll no longer be considered. Uh, and then Sam Houston State, we'll see what happens with them in Albany at number five. I'm really excited because if Albany wins out, if Albany beats UNH and beats Stony Brook, they're going to be in the top 15. And, uh, you know, I talked to Coach Joe Davis on the phone on this, on this podcast, so obviously uh, excited to see them doing good. So the leaders through uh, these 12 weeks, we have Weber State out of the Big Sky, Monmouth out of the Big South, James Madison out of the CAA, uh, North Dakota State out of the Missouri Valley, Central Connecticut State out of the NEC, Austin P out of the OVC, uh, Lafayette currently winning out of the uh, Patriot League, but if they, they'd have to win out in order to win the league, Probably Holy, we'll see Holy Cross there. Uh, San Diego's pretty much uh, locked up uh, the Pioneer League. Number nine, Furman Paladins in the SoCon, and number ten, crazy but leading it, Southeast uh, Louisiana. But like I said, they have to still play uh, a couple of tough games down the stretch. So we'll see as the as we uh, near closer who we got, and uh, we'll definitely be making some predictions once playoff season starts. All right, games of the week. Now, I have debated these a lot with my family, with my friends, and I still think the game of the week is Montana against Weaver State. I mean, we're talking a three versus a seven matchup. It's going to be great. I know I've talked a lot about Weaver State recently, but they really are impressive. Last week was a great game. We'll see what happens this week uh, up there in Montana. Out of the CAA, we have Albany versus UNH. Uh, I think, you know, Albany controls its destiny. UNH has to win out. It's going to be desperation. Uh, Albany uh, is home against UNH. We will see. Uh, what they got in the tank. Uh, out of the big sky, I will probably 99.9% .9 be in attendance on the SUU versus NAU game. So I made it the game of the week. I'll, I'll probably do a, a special segment for uh, both SUU and NAU. Kind of like what I did with Weaver in North Dakota. Now that cross-country season is over. Out of the Big South, we have Campbell versus Monmouth. If Campbell really wants to just ruin everybody's day, uh, Campbell wins this game. Uh 
I don't know if Campbell has enough to get in, but uh, they're definitely looking up. I love the Fighting Camels. I'm very impressed with them uh, out there in uh, Buse Creek. But uh, Monmouth, having them at number nine, probably going to stay there for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens and what the playoff committee thinks. Coming in uh, in the Southland, we have Houston Baptist versus Lamar. Not a lot of big games this week. I love Houston Baptist's offense. I think they're kind of reconstructing, reconfiguring that offense. I like that team. I've always, I had them, remember, ringed for a while. Uh, I believe I had them at like 15th. This team needs a, a second chance and a second look at it. We will see what happens going forward. Uh, out of the Mur- out of the OVC, we have Murray State versus Austin P. Uh, I love the racers. I actually might uh, be going there for my graduate school. We'll see what happens uh, when I uh, start applying for graduate school come pretty much next year. So kind of exciting, but uh, Murray State versus Austin P. I think Austin P. you know, the spotlight is going to be on them. It's their conference to lose. If they lose one game, then they lose a playoff bid. They lose a conference. SEMO gets in and uh, you can honestly make a, a another you know, argument for UT Martin to, to get in. And uh, kind of crazy. If you're, if you're a UT Martin fan, you're cheering for uh, them to, you're cheering for them to uh, lose, and hopefully you have enough juice to get you guys into the playoff. Uh, but uh, if they beat, you know, beat Tennessee State and potentially Kentucky, I mean, who knows? Uh, out of the out of the Missouri Valley, we have uh, South Dakota State versus UNI. Uh, big matchup. I really want to see what happens with South Dakota State. They're not the same without their quarterback, uh, but it is at home in Brookings. We will see what happens uh, as we roll forward. Uh, basically, after that North Dakota State loss, it's been it's been rough going right and you know jack fans will will agree with me so we'll see what happens uh going forward and then uh out of the patriot league because we covered colgate we have fordham versus holy cross it's holy cross has to hope that lafayette drops a game i thought this crusaders team was a little bit better uh obviously you know they dropped a game so I think, I mean, I'm just looking at their stats and stuff. I think this team ends up getting in, uh, but they need a little bit of help uh, along the way. So those are our games of the week, and that this has been our FCS podcast. A lot of things going forward. A lot of fun things are going to be coming forward, and I cannot wait cannot wait to see what happens uh, the rest of the week. Uh, remember, be sure to write us in, uh, DM us messages. Uh, we will answer your questions and uh, if, if there's anything you want to go over on this podcast series. This is your guys' podcast series. We're just here having a conversation. I'm just telling you guys what I think and I'm more than happy uh, to answer your guys' questions. I love this. I love this job. I love working this and uh, providing this coverage for the FCS. And, you know, quite frankly, going and seeing some pretty good football, just like last week, North Dakota, Weaver State. All right. So that is it. Uh, We will see what happens going forward. Until next time, tell your family, tell your friends about us here at Get the Ball Rolling. Until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.